Like, it's confusing. You actually don't know what's going on. But it's hard to not watch. I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about it. I don't know if you could tell. We're all very, I don't know. It's like this weird amalgamation baby that just plopped into our laps. And we're all just, like, staring at it. It's oozing around. But it's kind of cute because it's ours. But, like, at the same time, it's like, ugh. Keep that one in the back. Welcome to the Drop the Disc Podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode today, and we hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. Today, we've got an Augusta Rocks special where we highlight local musicians, and today we're highlighting Estimated Principles, a band that one could describe as a motley crew. I'm very unique, but at the same time, I have no technique. So when I joined the band, I think I had only been playing guitar for maybe nine months. As a younger band, they talk about some of the struggles of finding venues in the Augusta area. So a lot of our shows and our best shows have been played just in parking lots. We just bring all our PA stuff out there and just jam out. And we talk about how they write their music and, of course, how they came up with their name. We, like, looked at each other and, like, light bulb over the head flashing, like, that's the one, that's the one. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc Podcast. If you enjoy today's episode, please leave us a rating or review, or even better, tell a friend. We really appreciate that. And, of course, today's episode is presented by Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Even if you haven't worked with her for real estate, you might have met or seen Nancy supporting the local chambers of commerce, the local young professionals, the local heart association chapter, and Augusta University's alumni group. She is ingrained in the city, and that's why we love her to be the sponsor and presenter of this show. So if you have any real estate questions at all, we highly recommend give Nancy a call and visit her at powellpropertypros.com. It's just another day on the road to be great. Got a list full of goals and so much on my plate. Another episode of my life to the date, yeah. And I'ma do it all with a smile on my face. In the land of the free, at the home of the brave. The only way you grow is if you learn from mistakes. And never stop the hustle, gotta keep up the pace. I ain't got time to waste, I got moves I'ma make, yeah. It doesn't matter what the topic is. We gon' talk about it on Drop the Disc. We can dive in on city politics. Or I can brag about my accomplishments. If you hating on the city, it is not a fin. Problem is that you're probably lacking common sense. Augusta got so much talent that'll make it big. And you gon' see him here first, don't drop the disc. Hey. Learn a lot about the 706. About to chop it up with David and Chris. A lot of interviews you would hate to miss. AUG in the mix, just drop the disc. Uh. Learn a lot about the 706. About to chop it up with David and Chris. A lot of interviews you would hate to miss. AG in the mix, just drop the disc. And shout out C Lark for this awesome intro. C.LARK, wherever you get your music. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. We're Drop the Disc Podcast. We're here today in the lounge again for the second time, even though this episode is going to be posted a month later. <laughs> <laughs> We're celebrating though. We got this cool new episode of the Augusta Rocks music mini series where we highlight local musical talent. Uh, this 
probably the youngest talent is. we've ever had in the it studio. Is. It, uh, I'm excited about this. We though. did have Ethan Stallings pre 21st birthday. Yeah, I but told. I I think <laughs> yeah. this might take the cake over that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, in the house today we have estimated principles. Estimated principles, which it's kind of funny because. I know this band because I run the social media account and we did the favorite Augusta, Augusta favorite bracket for local bands and uh, estimated principles versus pure indigo was the first ever rematch (laughs) revote. I've never had to do that recount and the recount. And so uh, I'm, we're going to dive into that a little bit. I just want to tons of stuff, touch up on that. But uh, we've got today with us, Ethan Schumacher. And what instrument do you play? I play guitar. Guitar. Excellent. And then we got? Clay Waddell. Clay Waddell. You're the drummer. Exactly. Awesome. I love that. We got? Cody Widener, the front man. And? Um, O.E. Waddell. I play guitar and uh, piano. Excellent. And we're missing one person. He'll be here in a minute. Let's go ahead and shout him out. Drew. Andrew Renner. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Andrew. And what, what instrument oh, does he play? He plays bass. Plays bass. Yeah, Excellent. Cool. Awesome. So uh, let's jump right in. Um, what we like to start the show with is kind of introducing you guys to the listeners. And so um, just for convenience sake, because we got a lot of people in the room, let's start with you, Ethan. Um, so I'm Ethan. Um, I've played guitar for about four years, going on five. I started at the beginning of my freshman year of high school. How did you start playing? Were you Were you playing a church band or... So my mom had a guitar that she got in like the early 90s that she never played. (laughs) And my freshman year, I saw it and I was like, this is interesting. I want to learn how to play this. And I was terrible. I had no clue what I was doing at all. And despite that, I convinced her to buy me an electric guitar. And like ever since then, I've kind of just been playing for a couple hours every single day, just doing my thing. You shred? Shred. I like to imagine that I can. <laughs> we'll see later. Pretend. <laughs> yeah, we've had a pretty good tradition of Ethan's on the show so far. Yeah. So high hopes for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so is this the first band you've been in? No. So the first band that I was in was actually called Chasing Jupiter. And that was with some people that I played soccer with. And that was probably a year after I started playing guitar. And that lasted bold to join a band that early it was a bad idea and (laughs) honestly you know i played soccer david played soccer Mm -hmm. but a band with soccer players it was not good. probably a rough time it (laughs) was it was really rough we practiced maybe three times in somebody's garage and we didn't have a bassist we didn't have a singer we had two guitarists (laughs) and a drummer y'all are a orchestra wait were were. y'all a band or were y'all playing rock band (laughs) <laughs> I like to imagine that we were a band, but we didn't really make it that far. You want to shout them out real quick? Yeah, or shout, no? out, shout out Emilio and Toby. I don't know what they're up to, but they were in my band. <laughs> they so, were chasing Jupiter. They were. <laughs> so how did you meet these guys? Did, did the band already exist? Did you come into it? Were you kind of one of the founders? So it was me and Emilio. We played on the same team, and he played drums, and I played guitar, and I was like, hey, we should, like, jam. And we started jamming, and, like, the next day we made um, an Instagram and everything. Nice. Started posting, like, hey, we're looking for a bassist. We're looking for a guitarist. We're looking for a singer. <laughs> and one of my friends <laughs> didn't find the singer. Yeah, did not find the singer. <laughs> did not find the bassist either. Not Didn't find much of anything. But we found another guitarist. And he also played on the team with okay. us. So he joined and he came to maybe two practices of Love the that. four practices that we had. So, so so that band to this band, this band 
feels maybe a little more serious a than, little. than the description they at least of, have of a the last and a basis, one. But yeah. the basis isn't here yet. So yeah. we're clowns. <laughs> so, but how did that transition happen? So did you get really serious about music? There was actually another band between those two. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's a whole thing. Hey, it's okay. Man. This is yeah. not the first time. No, no. Okay. There was another band. So me and Drew are my bassist. We were in a band called Ink together. And that was through some of his friends that he tried, I think like six or seven bands with before with the same people. And then it became Ink and then they found me and then we kicked out the other guitarist. Mm. It was, it was you want to shout him out? Shout <laughs> out Austin. Um, he goes to Kennesaw, so he's doing something. Good for him. I did his single artwork. Yeah, no, he had a single. He made his own little metal band called uh, Grantix, and he made a song, and then the Instagram account has been inactive since, like, 2020. So Good for him, man. Sometimes awesome. you just got to make some music. Every now yeah. and then, yeah. So did did you, play, did you play any shows with that band? It sounds like you really hadn't played any shows yet. We played... We played a couple times at Southbound, and we played our last show at the Crazy Empanada when it was on Riverwatch. That was our <laughs> last show, and that's actually where we met uh, Clay and Owie. They came okay. to that show because of mutual friends. Okay. okay. Very cool. Yeah. And then what was the facilitator, I guess, to kind of get you guys talking that, you know, Clay and Owie, obviously, you guys are related, so you guys mm -hmm. probably run together a little bit. Yeah, I've yeah. known Owie for a minute now. A couple, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About Maybe. 19 years <laughs> yeah. going on. <laughs> so like what did y'all start having a conversation that night what happened so uh, like a month after our last show with ink we broke up over money and over like stylistic disputes it was a really honestly that is thing. the bone crusher of all types of relationships it was yeah. really bad <laughs> money and <laughs> style it was, it was real bad it was rough and then like I think the night that we broke up, me and Drew stayed at the restaurant that we had the meeting at. And that same night we made or talked about making a new band, stayed the night at my house. And then Estimated Principles was born that night. Really? Mm -hmm. We were very quick. cool. We move on. Quick rebound. Quick well, rebound. Let's let's take this opportunity. Let's go to Clay now. Yeah. Did we shout out his school that he goes to? Oh, no, we haven't. Oh, shout out Grovetown High School. Love okay. it. Most fights in the CSRA. Let's Love go. that. Awesome. Someone's <coughs> got to do it. Someone. So, so Clay, we've heard the, the end of your story, but we haven't quite heard the beginning. Are, are you from Augusta? Yeah, I was born at university. <laughs> <laughs> Been here for a while. Haven't ever left, actually. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I've lived here my whole life. <laughs> All right. And, uh, so, you know, talk, talk about, I guess, how you started playing, like when was the first time you picked up an instrument? Well, the first time I picked up an instrument was piano. I started playing piano when I was like eight, six, like first grade, probably young and yeah, really young. And then I, I was forced to play it. And I feel up that. until like eighth or ninth grade, I think. Mm -hmm. A long, it was like eighth or ninth grade, man. It was a long time, and then I hated it. It was super boring. But I, I wasn't really like into music at the time because I didn't listen to a whole lot of music. I was kind of just gaming, so I didn't really care a whole lot. <laughs> and then, I kind of took a break from music for the first two years of high school because I danced a lot. I okay. did like ballet and modern okay. dance and stuff like that okay. at school because I went to Davidson. Excellent. Um, okay. And then I snapped my ankle in half. So that put a, a big stop on the whole dancing thing. Yeah, yeah, rough time. Wow. And then I had, so I was really bored because I didn't really have much to do and I had to stop dancing for a while. And my dad, he played drums when he was a teenager. 
and he, I, I guess, midlife crisis mode or something, bought one of these little electric drum kits, <laughs> and he just had it propped up in the living room for the longest time, and he never really played it. So I got to playing it one day because it had some funky sounds on it that I thought mm-hmm. were funny. And then I was just messing around with it, and then it ended up being like a year later, and I played it every day for like three hours. Wow. And I was like, okay. Because at that point, I was like, I kind of know how to do this because I've been doing it for a year. But it did take about a year to actually figure out how to do it because I never had like a teacher or anything. So, so far, both of you are self-taught? Mm-hmm. Entirely. That's, Entirely. That's, I feel like that is a little unique. It is it is a curse and a blessing, my yeah, friend. Yes. Yeah, because absolutely. Because I'm very unique, but at the same time, I have no technique. <laughs> mm, right? I do not know what I'm doing. Yeah, so I just I watch other people, and I'm, I instantly think they're better than me because they actually know what they're doing. So it's like, I don't know, it's a curse and a blessing. But then I got my first acoustic kit after a year, and I had it in my grandma's garage. Not at the parents' house, but grandma's nah, garage. Nah, 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 they weren't. Well, it's there now. <laughs> so okay. They, they warmed up to it after a while. But right. The original, because our house is a little smaller than the house my grandma was at, so we just propped it up in the garage. And then, yeah, kind of just went from there. I just never stopped. Just three hours, roughly three hours a day for four years now. And so in this transition from dancer to electric kit to acoustic kit, was there any band that you were a part of, or is this the first band that you've uh, this is, been a part well, of? Well, this is technically my second band, but for the first three and a half years, there was no band. I was just doing it because it was fun, and yeah. I liked it. Because um, that was around the time I started really listening to music, and a lot of the music I was listening to was really drum-focused, or it was from like the alt-90s, and it had a lot of percussion stuff right. going on. Like Really cool, famous drummers were playing in that time. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was kind of just an interesting rabbit hole to go down. And I was more just learning about music through drums. And then I ended up learning about drums through music and they kind of just coincided. And then it just kind of went from there. Yeah. So you said you technically joined another band first. Right. So I have a, I have some cousins, about 23 of them, Catholic. And mm. one of those no cousins. No judgment. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, those, amen. I, I know. I have some friends that are Catholic hey, Amen. Big family. Yeah. Christmas is crazy. Yeah, I bet. But, um. I have this one cousin named Cameron. Love him. He he plays guitar. He's been playing guitar since he was like seven. And he just, he never stopped. And he's really, really good. Um, and he always wanted to be in a band. And he was jamming with one of my other cousins who played drums and one of my other cousins who played bass. <laughs> and they were, they were, they've been jamming together for like six years or so. But then bass cousin went to college and then drum cousin went down bad road and he was left alone and I felt kind of bad for him. And so when I started playing drums was around the time that all started happening. And we had this other friend named David who was playing bass. So we all kind of just ended up together and we were really just jamming. And after a couple months we were like, we realized that there were places we could go play and like we could be a band and that could be kind of cool. Cause we, none of us really wanted to be in a band necessarily, but it was just like, you know, we could do this. This'd be fun. So, we're already doing it, right? Yeah, I mean, we're already playing, <laughs> so we might as well play in front of people for what tip was, money. What was the name? We ended up calling ourselves Camellia. Camellia. Um, we invited one more guy named Jonas to join the band, and eventually, a little down the line, we invited a guy named Trenton to sing for us, so we were a five-piece. Um, and then we played a grand total of three shows. Okay, so you and Ethan both played about what, three what shows. What kind of music was that, was Camellia? So... <laughs> That's kind of why we fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you know, I'm into like the alt nineties metal kind of stuff, like the progressive kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So that's usually how I tended to play. Cameron is a diehard eighties glam rock guy. Mm. He likes the A B A B C B chorus right. songs that are straight to the point, fun and loud. David uh, was a stoner metal guy, so he liked things to be real slow and distorted. Mm. And then Trenton sings like a singer songwriter with an acoustic guitar out in Delaware. So. It didn't, and, and Jonas is like a pop punk guy, so it didn't really. It's like a lot to put together. Yeah, writing song we could not cover. We never once covered a song. We played mm. three fifty-minute shows of all original music because we could not agree <laughs> on any covers. That's crazy. It was dumb. It was horrible. <laughs> we never learned how to play with each other because we never learned any Camilla. music together. Yeah, I've awful. never heard of a band that started by playing originals. Fully. And never played any covers. I have never once played a non-original song with Cameron or David. We only wrote original music. Side plug, when I started a band in college, it was only originals. We had one concert. Yeah, it doesn't end It was well. that soy noodle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. If you can't sit down and learn a song together, yeah. it's probably not going anywhere. <laughs> but, yeah, man. We played three shows. Two of them were at the Highlander opening for my dad. <laughs> and then... We kicked Jonas out because he'd stopped showing up to practice. And then Trent went to medical school. That'll so that kind of stopped yeah. that. And then we all kind of just fell apart after that. It spiraled out of control. I quit. I, I quit the band. Hard stop. I just wasn't having fun anymore. So, so I, was the timing just good between like lining up between you and yeah. Ethan then, I guess? So by that point, it was 2020. It was, it was December 2020 was when that crazy empanada show was. Mm-hmm. And I had been out of school because my, my senior year got cut short from mm, all the right. COVID stuff. So yep. I've been out of school for a minute and you know, it was kind of sad losing all my friends and stuff. So I was kind of sad and just like, I was still drumming, but it was just, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it as hard and there wasn't much going on in my life. So I was kind of just like bored and I hadn't been to a lot of local shows and I didn't really realize how many local bands there were until I went to their show and there were like six or seven bands playing. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And I felt like old man with a cane there because I'm like 19, and the the next oldest guy there is like 16, probably. Yeah, I, was like, Holy crap. I was like 16 yeah. when we had so that I was show. like old man. You know, I used to play at the Highlander five, <laughs> five months ago. You know, you guys don't know how it was back in the day. Man, I can never go to Crazy Empanada, huh? <laughs> it, it was a it was a ride. So I'm just sitting there watching the bands, and they go on, and they they're doing this stupid thing where they're all. And you're talking about Ink, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Ink. His, his, Ink went that on. last band he was in. Um, they're doing this stupid thing where they're all wearing ski masks yep. and like ski goggles. And I'm like, all right, this I don't is know the- if that'd be allowed anymore. Nah, <laughs> but they've got my attention. Right. It works. <laughs> so I'm sitting there front row, me, my sister, Oe, our cousin, Sarah, we're all front row, you know, jamming out, having a good time. And I'm watching them and I'm like, okay, they're not bad. Drew can't sing, but they're not bad. Cause <laughs> well, Drew is front to come. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. He's better yeah. now, but we'll get there. Well, um, and they start playing Spirit of the Radio by Rush. Goodness. Which I thought was the most ballsy thing for <laughs> these like 15, 16 year olds to do. Because that song is not easy to no. play on any front. And it's also only three people, and there are four of them up there. So I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. They did not pull it off great. <laughs> Hardly But it was off. good enough to warrant my, like, okay, this is kind of cool. They're like, these are good musicians, but mm. they're just a little out of their league. And then they were definitely the best band I saw that night. So, and then I, I think I hung out with Ethan and Andrew for a minute because Andrew spilt hot chocolate on some of his merch and he gave it to me for free. Love that. Because nice. we were the only ones having fun. Yeah, we were the only ones dancing. Um, and then 
there was a bit of radio silence after that for like probably three weeks because I think it was like towards the end of January. Mm-hmm. They posted on their Instagram that they wanted a drummer, and I don't know. I'm really antisocial most of the time. I don't like talking to people I don't know. And for some reason, but welcome to the show. It, hi, um, <laughs> I'm getting better at it now, but I, it must've been some sort of divine intervention. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I don't know these people at all. I don't know where you live there. I'm pulling up to their house at 10 30 PM with like half my drum kit, just like auditioning for their band. And I'm like, all right, I, I don't know. It was just something different. Were like, you yeah. the only applicant? No. <laughs> Cody. No, no, no. Cody. Cody was we'll get to Cody My later. brother in Christ, Cody <laughs> over here, also applied. And almost got the job. <laughs> I, was, I think I was one of like, I don't know, Ethan would know more, but I think I was one of like four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, I think okay. I was the first one that came. Yeah. Not that we were all supposed to come at the same time, the same right. day, but I was the first like day one. I was the first right. guy. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I believe I, they are quoted as saying, they told everyone else to not show up. Yeah. After yeah, I play. Pretty much. Except Cody. <laughs> Only because we knew Cody. Yeah, but oh, they were okay. just hanging out with Cody. But yeah, I mean, it, we we jammed. We played some Nirvana. Drew into the bathroom, and then me and Ethan played a System of a Down song. Nice. Um, so are you kicking double bass? Oh, absolutely. Too much. Shut you up. self-taught you yourself double bass. Yeah. On, on an electric kit. Yeah. That's huge. Not easy. No. Oh, no, it's still not. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's hard. When people ask me what instrument to start playing, I say guitar. Yeah. It, I don't recommend starting to play drums. It is excruciating. Yeah. Because it's so monotonous and tedious. At least guitar, you can get different keys and notes, and you can, like, move around, and you can play something really simple, and it sounds good. Drums, even the most simple thing to play on drums takes so much coordination with all your limbs yeah. at the same time. On top of that, keeping tempo for the entire band. Exactly, which I'm still working on. Yes. Lots of pressure. But it, it is all, because if you mess up, everybody knows it. Ethan yep. mess up, I don't notice. Yep. No one notices. He yep. plays our original songs wrong, and I don't notice. Every mm-hmm. time. Because Every time. <laughs> that's just, I don't know. It, it It is what it is. But yeah, man, we we played. They liked me. They told me to come back, and then I just kept coming back. And I'm still coming back. So now you have Oe with you today, right? Did you have her with you, or even in your mind that she might be interested then? So I'll let her speak yeah, on yeah. her instrumental journey when she gets <laughs> there. But we were we were because we didn't play any shows or do anything publicly until May. So January, it's a couple the first, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we really because we were taking it pretty serious. That first five months, we really learned a lot of covers, played a lot jammed we wrote like I think like three or four original songs before we actually went out anywhere and then when we got to around april may march wrong order around that time we got to the point where ethan was like hey man it'd be really helpful if i had a second guitarist mm. and my sister had started playing guitar a while before that and i was like you know i'm good friends with my sister she can be in the band she's I've known cool. her for a while know i've known her person, for a minute she can hang that's why I wasn't worried about asking her to join because I know she can hang. Awesome. So I was like, I'll just ask her to join. And then eat bonus points, she can join in. And then later on the line, we can add keys, which would distinguish us from other bands because I haven't seen a lot of like rock bands around here with keys. Yeah, we've had a couple bands on that do keys, but the majority of them, uh, it's definitely not the average. It's not right. something you see all Especially the time. Especially not our age range. Our age range oh, is yeah. really heavily That's focused on like loud guitars and stuff. So you pop up with you keys. You can't step on her toes, man. We're, we're going to get to her. Right. Okay? I, we're getting there. I don't want to <laughs> speak for her. but I do want to ask real quick. Uh, we're, we're doing a bad job on this. Uh, 
What high school did you go to? You said Davidson. Oh, yeah. What I, are you doing now? I went to Davidson. Um, I took a couple years off college. The first year, just because it was a rough time. COVID, but, yeah. Yeah, and then the second year, I was really pushing this band stuff. I was working probably 40 hours a week at the Y. Okay. Lifeguard represent. Very nice. So I, I put it off for them, but I'm unfortunately starting college in like three weeks. Congratulations. At, uh, Where are you going? Yeah, at AU. Mobile? I'm oh, going cool. for hey. business. Business, excellent. Because somebody in the band needs to know. Yeah, business. I'm kind of. They're gonna get mad at me. I'm kind of de facto band leader when it comes to talking to other people, like yeah. agents and booking people and money and stuff. Like it, Drew runs a lot of the money, but I do a lot of the outreach and stuff. Right. So I figure having a band, uh, someone in the band that does business I mean, would probably. I'm, I'm help. assuming you're the one that reached out to us. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, that's pretty much it, and then we just kept playing. Stick around to meet the rest of the band members and to talk about how and where they play in the Augusta area right after this. Hi guys, Chris here from Drop the Disc. I am so excited to tell y'all that September 10th, this Saturday, is David and I's Brew Off. That's right, the Drop the Disc Brew Off at Savannah River Brewing Company. We love the partnership that we have with them. Not only do they make great beer, but they just have an incredible atmosphere to go and enjoy their beer with friends. It's good beer for everyone, everyone for good beer. So come on down this Saturday, September 10th, and try our beers. Not only do you get to try them, but you get to vote on your favorite beer, either David's beer, which is an IPA, or my beer, which will be a sour. We are very excited about this. We cannot wait to see you. Savannah River Brewing Company. Awesome. All right. Well, let's... Let's swing it over to Yeah, OE. let's actually let Oe talk now. Yeah. 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 All right. So, Oe, welcome. Hello. Are you glad to be here? I'm a little nervous. Wait, who's <laughs> the older, work. who's the younger between the... Okay. He's older than me. He's older. Okay. By approximately a year. So with that, with that being said, you know, we kind of got a little bit of the you joining the band side, but we haven't gotten the you getting into playing music side. So yeah. I'm going to take a guess that you're from Augusta. Believe it or not, I am. You're from Augusta. I was also born at university. University. Yep. Excellent. Which How, is now Piedmont yeah, for Pied anybody yeah, that yeah. just moved here. For anybody that doesn't <laughs> know. So, um, with, so, you know, a lot, it seems like a lot of you are self-taught are you also self-taught so guitar yes piano wow. i had piano lessons actually i still technically take piano lessons but i have been playing piano since i was seven i think i started with a private instructor and then i went to davidson and mm -hmm. i got classes there and now so you I'm, also went to davidson yes okay and now i'm starting college um for music education and my instrument is piano awesome so at au yes Excellent. Congratulations. Congratulations. Very cool. Y'all are going to college together? I'm actually kind of excited about it. Probably never thought you that would happen. You should be. I mean, AU is a great college. We both went. I think it'll be fun. Awesome. I have a lot yeah. of friends there. So, But guitar, the first time I picked up a guitar, I was five. I begged my parents to buy me this uh, first act acoustic guitar. Nice. That's a great place to start. Um, From Target. I wanted the <laughs> boy one so I could repaint it. Because the girl one was just pink, and I thought it was boring. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I drew a picture. I designed the whole thing. I was in kindergarten when I did this. Wow. I still don't believe it myself, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but um, I learned how to play a C chord, and then I set it in the corner of my room until I was 16. And then I bought my first electric guitar. Very cool. And then I taught myself from there. So when I joined the band, I think I had only been playing guitar for maybe nine months. Wow. wow. But like piano, guitar, they're yeah. pretty Yeah. Easy, With piano at Davidson adaptable. too, you, you do recitals, like you play in front of people a yes. lot. So you were used to that. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And I also, I did ballet. Oh, wow. Wow. So you guys are a dancing musical family. You all have a lot of the arts in the background, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you already got past the whole being on stage with people and people watching you being the center of attention. You got those nerves out of the way in a way. I mean, you're in the background playing drums, sitting down. No one has to see you. <laughs> he he wishes he wasn't. He wishes he was in the front sometimes, but it's, it's okay. It's, it's I'm, I'm curious. Uh, y'all seem very close. I mean, y'all are approximately born at this, a year apart. Approximately, and yes. And y'all went well, to the same school at Davidson. Y'all mm-hmm. both danced together, and y'all are both musically talented, self-taught with some instruments, and then you took lessons with piano. Yes, are y'all close? Actually, I mean, like, oh, tell, us, tell us about. Like, we I'm are. just curious. It's a front. We hate it's each other. <laughs> I mean, siblings. We get that. No, nah, I mean, apart. I love her. She's probably my best friend. Realistically, hey. if I had to choose one person, the whole world vanishes. It's my dog, and then it's Oe. <laughs> Juno's awesome. my dog, by the way. It's okay. I have There's my some cats. drama that we don't have to yeah, unpack. Yeah. Um, no, I have cats that he doesn't like, so it's fine. I uh, love that. So. With, with that, so you performed at recitals, and, and the Davidson recitals are, you know, no joke. A lot of people yeah, go to those. I was playing a lot of, like, Chopin, Beethoven. Right. Pretty advanced right. stuff. Right. <laughs> so was this, w- were these guys, like, your first, like, playing in a band, like, in a group setting kind of a thing? Because piano is very, like, everyone for themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the best person in yeah. the group kind of thing. Being a band is kind of like the opposite of that. Yeah, I played, okay, so I first started learning Moonlight Sonata in my freshman year, and I went over to our cousin Cameron's house, and he had a keyboard set up, and we started playing, and he was playing along to it on guitar. Okay. Very cool. Because he's just ridiculously talented, and I think Clay was there. He, yeah, you were playing drums. Yeah. He's he, acting like he wasn't He there. was playing drums. <laughs> and so that was kind of the first, when I think about it, that was like the first thing I remember, mm-hmm. and then I was like, this is kind of cool. That was before I started playing guitar, but I, I thought it was very cool, and I wanted to be in a band from that point. So what made you pick up a guitar? Um, basically, I went to Guitar Center, and they had an, uh, they had an electric, uh, like a Telecaster, knockoff Telecaster, for 150 bucks. And I went, I have 150 bucks. <laughs> and this was over COVID, so I was out of school for like seven months with absolutely nothing to do. So I, I picked it up, and I, I went there, took a picture of it and then a week later I came back and I bought it and went yep this is it now this is me and I'd always wanted to do it okay but I needed the tools the tools the guitar <laughs> the actual guitar the guitar itself yes and then what possessed you to actually join the band so me and Claire are both lifeguards at the Y and okay we used to work Saturday opening shifts which are at six o'clock in the morning yep so one day we pull up we park um, carpool, obviously. And he turns to me and goes, Oh, we're like looking for a, a rhythm guitarist. Would you, would you want to do this? And I went, of course, like, why did you even <laughs> ask? Just take me to band practice. Like that. It was, I was waiting for them to ask me to join the band. Really? If I'm gonna okay. be honest. Yes. Um, I'd actually only met them once before I joined the band. And then I showed up. There was this whole interview process. Absolutely terrifying. Kara's very scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's tr- our bassist girlfriend. She's a little scary sometimes. Okay. But we're best friends now, so it's fine. Um, 
they asked me about my political beliefs and I didn't answer that question. Probably smart. Smart. Yeah. Probably good. Yeah. Yeah. Best answer is no answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I very nervously played some open chords and pretended to jam with them for like half an hour. Mm -hmm. And apparently that got me in. That was it. I, supposedly. I'm still here. So what's your like personal music? Like, you, we, you know, you... Is it be like Beethoven is like the kind of stuff you play on piano, Bach, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But like when you're like jamming, like what's the kind of music that you like to listen to and play? My favorite guitarist is Graham Coxon from Blur. Mm. I love Blur. <laughs> Controversial opinion with the band. I like Oasis too. I <laughs> um, And like a lot of pop punk stuff, love Fall that. Boy, that kind of stuff. My Yellow first card. Yeah. Oh, yes. The first band I remember liking was Panic at the Disco, which is slightly embarrassing, but I was 12, so it's okay. It's not really embarrassing. It was middle school. They were a ton of fun. Everyone likes Panic at the Disco in middle school. Yeah. The deep cuts get even better, too. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, we just were joined. Uh, we were just graced with uh, Drew. Uh, welcome to the studio. We got the bassist in the house. Hey, what's up? I'm Drew. Welcome to the show, Drew. Oh, yeah. Great to be here. So basically what we've been doing with these guys is we're kind of doing a quick little bio on each of you. And then once we once we do the bio, we're going to really kind of dive into the band, y'all's music, where you play, all that kind of stuff. So the question that we've been starting with for everybody, we're going to start with the same one for you, is where you are you from Augusta? No. Where are you from? I'm from Detroit. <laughs> and when did you move You really here? got that Michigan accent, huh? Rock City, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, honest, honestly, we, we had a, we, Sean, Sean Cash, Sean Barry yeah. Cali was yeah. from, uh, he was Country on Country Music DJ. He was a uh, Kicks 99 Wake Up Crew. He's from Detroit and he swears up and down that Jets pizza is the best pizza in the world. Do you agree or disagree? I was five when I left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So there we go. There we go. So, Rock so, City, baby. So, so, so yeah. living, being raised in Augusta, Georgia. Awesome. Yeah, I was raised here. So okay. what was, uh, what was the first instrument you picked up? Uh, so when I was in like, uh, seventh grade, yeah. uh, I bought a drum kit and for about two months I played it and then I thought, Oh, that's bad. And so I stopped. What'd it you was, move on to? Well, so then I stopped playing for like three years <laughs> and then Not a lot of people start with a drum kit. What's that about? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I was like, uh, Cause my dad played guitar yeah. and, uh, and I wanted him to get back into guitar. And I okay. thought the best way to do that was me get into drums. Cause he, you know, he put it down to take over the family life. And so, um, you know, I was like, ah, well he would love a, he doesn't need an, a guitarist friend. He needs a drummer. And, uh, well I sucked. I don't know if I mentioned <laughs> that. And so I, yeah, yeah. He still plays it. I so love the like, honesty though. Yeah. <laughs> we like to keep it real. <laughs> Shout out to your dad too for still playing. That's yeah, pretty cool. He's a sick, sick guy. He's a sick guy from Rock City. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so what was your next instrument? How long did it take you to pick up something else? So when I was in ninth grade, I started a band called um, Colors with my best friend Cole Phillips, uh, and so I played drums. It didn't go so far, um, and like two weeks into us practicing, uh, his little brother uh, bought a drum kit. Cause he was so convinced he could do better than me and he could, <laughs> he absolutely did. 
And so uh, Cole was like, well, you got to buy a bass, man. <laughs> and I, I didn't even know what bass was. I'll be honest. Like, I, I like was I never... have a bass. for my, my foot pedal, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I thought bands were like three guitars and a, and a drum. I, I didn't know the, the instrument bass existed until ninth grade. <laughs> and so, you know, I guess my fault. Let, let's go ahead and shout out the high school just real quick. <laughs> Evans. Evans. All right. Boo. <laughs> Making them Evans. look good right now. So Yeah. <laughs> so you picked you picked up the bass to, yeah. to stay in that band. Were you like in that band learning how to like do the fundamentals of the bass at the same time? No, we got Yoko Onoed. Love that. Okay. Very quickly. Okay. So <laughs> you know, it happens to the best of us. What what, <laughs> what kind of music was colors? Uh it was pro- <laughs> it was prog jazz. <laughs> Really? Okay. And never playing a what's string. An ex- wait, what's an example of a of a band that somebody could find that's prog jazz? Because I don't Colors. know what that I don't know what that we means. did learn what prog punk was. Yeah, prog means loud. Yeah. Pro- no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But what's an example what's an example of like a progressive jazz band? Um so yeah, Snarky Puppy. We did. We covered one of their songs. Okay. We tried to. It didn't. I just picked up this instrument. It wasn't going <laughs> hot. Yeah, but uh, them. We were. Uh, Polyphia was a big inspiration, um, although they were not so much jazz as Prague. But uh, yeah, Snarky Puppy. Snarky Puppy. All awesome. right. So everybody who has no idea what Prague jazz is, look that up real quick. Pop back in, and then we, we're on the same page. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so even after that, though, you decided to, I guess, get good at the bass. Like you wanted to join another band. No, no. <laughs> so you after just never got good. You just yeah. Well, after band. after ninth grade, colors crumbled. We made another band called the Ravine. Sick band name. It's out for grabs. Anyone can <laughs> have it. Um, did not use it for us. Estimated principles was the route. Um, but, uh, so I took a, a bit of a hiatus about halfway through 11th grade. Um, the same guitarist, uh, someone DM me, some guy I never heard of. And he was like, he saw a Snapchat of a bass in, in the background of my, uh, my Snapchat. And he said, uh, oh, we should start a band cause, and I haven't touched it in two years. You know, it's not a good idea for him or me. And, uh, and so I called my friend that was in colors with me. And, uh, and we, uh, we met up like the next day and it went awesome. We just played Metallica. Um, but I still didn't know how to play and neither did either of them. So it was, it was fun. Good time. Uh, and so then we made a band called Inc. And then, yeah. All right. Now, all right. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. So then, uh. I don't know where Ethan came from. I knew Ethan in like third grade and then he disappeared and I just assumed he didn't exist anymore. I moved and, up the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally seven minutes up the road. <laughs> Never saw him again. And uh, yeah, he just kind of appeared one day and he was like, hey, my mom told me you guys had a band. Mm-hmm. And then he tried out and he was way better than uh, our <laughs> other rhythm guitarist. And so we decided to have two rhythm guitarists. <laughs> yep. Always a great idea. Definitely recommend it. No. <laughs> so either you're being very humble or you're still learning how to play bass. <laughs> so I'm really I'm I want to get to the point where you know how to play bass. <laughs> yeah. We'll We're still there. working on that. <laughs> We're waiting. So 
so Inc. had a singer, and I thought, uh, ooh, and so we got rid of her, <laughs> you know, as one does, and uh, and then uh, I took over singing, so I didn't need to play bass anymore, so I just kind of hit open notes while singing, and uh, that didn't work either. Uh, mm-hmm. People were not a fan of that, funny enough. Of um, your voice or the open notes? Both. Okay. Probably the combination. Ink okay. didn't work so well. <laughs> No. Hey, also another band name up for grabs. Absolutely wonderful name, name. Straight to Great the point. Name. Yeah. Yep. They all pushed me to be better at bass, but I refused. I didn't need to be. <laughs> A lot of yelling. And so uh, when they finally broke up, I was um, sad. And so I thought, oh, I should do something with this. And then I didn't. And then, uh, and then me and Ethan were like, we got to make another band. And we did. And then I started learning bass on my off time for the first time ever. <laughs> So was that your fourth band or your third band you started learning how to play? Uh, fourth band. Fourth band. Yeah. That's nice. Fourth <laughs> time's the charm. Yeah, that's, that's what, what people say. say. So I was literally just playing like E, A, D, and G. I would not hit actual notes. I would only play the opens. And uh, if they were doing something that was not open, I was not doing it. There's so many mute. people listening right now trying to figure out if they need if they want to just listen to what the sound the songs sound like. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, the marketing so far is great. It's okay. So, so, real quick, what are you doing now? Are you still in school? Or um, no, I work at Zoomies. Okay, I hype myself out there a little bit. Yeah, store manager at Zoomies. Yeah, something okay. like that. Close enough. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And what's your like? So you you talked about like progressive jazz. Is that like your personal like? No. So what what's like your personal kind of like musical influence? So I always grew up. Uh, my my grandfather was like uh, a musician. I'm not gonna say I grew up. This started in tenth grade. Um, <laughs> so I you know when I found out he played guitar, I was like, oh, I gotta listen to what he did. And um, it was like Rolling Stones. And so I'm a, I'm a big fan of like, you know, Kiss, ACDC, Rolling Stones, the oldies. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm into like the uh, indie surf rock scene. Okay. You know, a nice, I see that. nice switch up there. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Well, let's swing this over to Cody. Let's do this last uh, one-on-one. Yeah, he can just go to that seat. Even better for me. Yeah. I get to keep talking. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cody has been waiting patiently. For yeah, his thank turn. you for your patience. I'm a, I'm a very patient man. You just happened to sit in the last spot. We didn't choose to not talk to you. Yeah, I was so ready to go, and then Drew just popped in and then completely <laughs> took it from me. So, Cody, it's been a minute. What instrument do you play in this band? None. All right. He's the front man. He's the front okay. man. We'll start with you being from Augusta. Um, you kind of told us before the show started, all of you. Uh, but one are from Augusta. Yeah. So like, how did you kind of grow up? What was your kind of like musical influence growing up? Uh, my musical influence was mainly my, my dad and my dad's cousin growing up. Um, I would go down and it was in Effingham County. That's where my dad's cousin lives. And he had a drum mm-hmm. set down there. And so I started beating on the drums a little bit and then progressively, it, it's kind of funny how most of us started on drums here, but uh, yeah. And it's not usual. That's not the average, uh, not the average musician. Yeah, it's kind of, it's just, basically, I started beating on him a little bit, and then my dad is really into guitar, and my dad's cousin was also. He collects guitars. Okay. Yeah, and so, um, basically, we, I was the their little drummer, and <laughs> I progressively got better and better. But, I mean, I didn't get to really play that often, because we only went maybe once every six months to his house, so... 
I didn't get to play that much, so I wasn't all into music, but mm-hmm. it was still there. And that's basically what I started on. When did you start singing? That started the day I tried out for Estimated Principles. So why did you audition to be their, their singer? Uh, I auditioned to be the drummer. I never auditioned to be the singer, actually. I um. <laughs> so basically what had happened, I went in there and I completely butchered a drum audition. <laughs> and then somehow we... Uh, we got on the subject of, uh, I'm not, I don't really clearly remember. Kicking you out. Yeah, basically they were kicking me out. Okay, so so you asked to try out to be a singer. Yeah. So <laughs> real quick, at this point, Estimated Principles had no singer? No. So yeah. it was about to be an orchestra. Again, yes. Oh, yes. He still sang at this point. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Okay, gotcha. And then we, we, uh, we were all jamming out and sang Santeria. And then they texted me back a few days later, and I just, I thought they were never going to text me back. (laughs) (laughs) Never hear from those guys again. Yeah, I know. Interview was great. All the weird questions I got. Are you happy with being a singer? Oh, I'm very happy with it. Awesome. I love doing this stuff. I could, uh, I could use a little practice on, uh. Yeah, have you ever taken, like, voice lessons or anything like that? Absolutely not. (laughs) Did did you go to Davidson? Or I went to Evans High School with Andrew Renner. Boom. Okay. <laughs> Love so. that. <laughs> I, I, uh, I spit a mouthful of water in this guy's face in welding class in 11th grade just because I wanted to. That was, our, that was that was our Evans relationship. High School is really looking good from this uh, interview yeah. so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, it's hard to have, like, a musical influence to, like, as far as like what you base yourself around when you're kind of new at something, mm-hmm. but as far as singing goes, do you have anything like that? Like any bands that you kind of like either emulate or maybe that you just really liked? Uh, kind of. I I really like how Eddie Vedder's voice sounds, Pearl Jam, because I, I really grew up around that sort of thing, Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. Okay. Cause the weird was, stuff, you know? Yeah, the weird stuff. Yeah. It's what my uh, my dad listened to because my my mom was never really into music. My dad was a lot. Okay, I would always come home and he'd be playing guitar or something like that. But yeah, so mainly '90s grunge was my music influence to some extent. Stay tuned as we talk about the Estimated Principles debut album and, of course, drop the disc with them after this quick message from our friends at the Clubhouse. The Clubhouse is Augusta's nonprofit innovation center located inside the Georgia Cyber Center. And you've probably heard me talk about how they have memberships that start at less than $50 a month where you can get a desk and conference room access if you need an inexpensive place to work. And you may also know that they help with businesses at their Make Startups program by helping people learn, grow, and get access to startup capital, but they can also help you start your career in technology. The Clubhouse has a code bootcamp that can teach you how to code in 12 weeks and help you get started on a new career. So if you want to learn about all this, plus their community events like Beer and Bites, check them out online at theclubhouse.se. So you guys kind of have like a similar, I mean, a little bit of nuance there, obviously, but you know, you've talked in the past, you know, all of you kind of have about different bands you've been in Mm -hmm. well except for those that haven't been in prior bands but uh about different bands having like creative issues and different musical backgrounds but 
it's interesting that you all, I mean, you don't have exactly the same backgrounds, but you have like very similar influences. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's, uh, do you guys, do you guys feel the same way? It is once again, a blessing and a curse because when we sit down to write a song, mm-hmm. we have to actively choose what direction we're going in because if we just let it roam we end up with a song called Fernhurst and that is on our EP which is on our EP that <laughs> is out it's a great song but by god it is a it's a train wreck four genres in it, one it, it, it goes from it's got smooth jazz like bass and key thing going on in the verse to it's got pearl jam chorus and then we go into metallica section with some thrash drums death metal and then there's like a blast beat in there somewhere and then the end of the song is just like a full-on stoner metal sludge riff to the end it's like i mean a game of telephone it's it like, is yeah. it, it, <laughs> because we all sat down and we pretty much just each wrote a section that we wanted and then put it all together and then just didn't touch it. I mean, you can't hate on it though. Look at Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody. It is my favorite song we've ever written. It is the okay. song that we've I written. I love playing it. Is it. The song. it is the song. It is the song we've written. I love it. It's so fun to play. And I don't I don't think it's fun to listen to necessarily from an audience perspective, which is why we play it sparingly. But when we do at every show, man, I have the time of my life. Yeah, we do. But that that's just like an example of what it's like having to coincide with all these different tastes because yeah. you're right we do all have similar like 90s rock right. general umbrella right. there's lots of different 90s but rock. it gets yeah. blur pearl jam rage against the machine and tool are four very different, different bands in the right. 90s rock umbrella right and, and the rolling stones. stones if you want to stretch the 90s to the 60s you could do that i guess <laughs> but they're they still playing now so they, they, they existed in the 90s band. yeah <laughs> but uh, it it it, it proves to be a challenge, but I think that's a testament to how tight we are as friends and as a band that we push through that. The Sometimes. We the push through part, the yeah. creative differences and mm-hmm. we can all, some of us, can compromise and get to a point where we have a song that's like a fluid genre all the way through where it's like, okay, that's a solid piece of work and we can play that and it makes sense and we can, it, it, it ends up working out. Okay. Is what I'm saying. Most of the time. So, Most of the time. So we've got a lot of different band names from y'all's history. Colors, <laughs> Inc., uh, the Cousin Band, um, the Ravine, Ravine which Grey is Grey now Grey available. Um, where is Estimated Principles? Because that is like so, very, it is very to the point. Where does it come from? And it I, comes I, from me and Drew. Okay. That was like when we, right after Inc. broke up, he stayed the night at my house. And there was no talk of music almost the whole night. We played Call of Duty Zombies for... Love probably that. four hours. That's until a good like, reset button. It was right like there. three a.m. I can like smell that room. Just no, it was, it. <laughs> it was it was real awful. And we were talking, and we went on a a band random name generator website, which is not where we got the uh, the name from, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, it is worth mentioning that though. Yeah, <laughs> we were we were really That's desperate. where we were at. We could not think of anything. Not even the ravine came to mind, which is really disappointing. <laughs> I wish it did. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> So estimated principles. So we, now we know yeah, we, we, we know where it didn't well, come from, okay, it, so. but it, we do know it came from a funk smell yes. cod room. <laughs> you know, it is. So yeah. I think then we 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 decided that all of the generators sucked. Yeah, and then we uh, I think we started playing games again. We hopped back on. We're COD. now at four a.m. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, no, no yeah. tons of we energy were like yeah, 600 yeah, milligrams of yeah. caffeine, yeah. so we're like buzzing with ideas, and none of them are good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, out of nowhere, 
Like we we were both completely silent. You know, we're in uh, buried, Shut and, up. and we are losing. And uh, and I was like estimated principles. It was and, a conversation, and you he said it. He was like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's name the band that. Yeah, no, he was like in the middle of a conversation and he said estimated principles and like we like looked at each other and like light bulb over the head flashing like that's the one, that's the one. And then we went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm was, glad y'all went to bed after that. <laughs> yeah. Great way to end off the night. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So uh, we've, we've kind of gotten y'all's background. We've gotten how the name was was created. Now's the time where we're really going to dive into the actual band, what y'all's music sounds like. Uh, where you play, how people can find your music, all that kind of stuff. So let's start with where can people find your music? Um, Everywhere, except every, for Snapchat, I think. Yeah, every streaming platform we have, okay. like, we're on TikTok as well. Um, but, like, every major streaming platform and then YouTube, we have our whole EP on YouTube. And a majority of our live shows, at least for the most part, recorded. The good ones, the good yeah. Ones, we don't, of course. We, don't we took the, the bad ones. ones down. Yeah, yeah we don't of upload course. the bad ones. And yeah. how much music have y'all created? So, like, officially released? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's, a se- there's seven songs on our it EP. It looks like y'all have an EP. Yes, Very yeah. cool. we do. Seven songs. There's a, there's Very a cool. hidden wow. seventh track on the uh, digital release. We got to yeah. add this to our art wall. This is yeah. awesome. Seventh track. Yeah, do you guys do yeah. the graphic design? Yeah. 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 We B- did? The B song is on the... Uh, oh. Really? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Dude, there's a there's sick. a hidden track on the CD. Okay, guys, don't tell <laughs> you anyone. You don't get to know what it is, but <laughs> it's on there. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank y'all. Of course. So okay, so seeing y'all play, seeing y'all play live is the best way to to buy. And do you have like merch as well, like t-shirts and that kind of stuff? Oh yeah. Is okay. estimatedprinciples.com taken? It is not. And please it. don't. It's like a dollar It is a dollar ninety nine. It's actually. Wait, no, it's $300. Don't look it up. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is with the name is that it's an awful name, but it is so easy for me to get anything I want. The Instagram handle wasn't taken. The Mm. email wasn't taken. I don't have to put a one after the email. We misspelled (laughs) principles, but it's okay. P-A-L-S? Yeah, it's pals. Estimated (laughs) Prince of Pals. Um, You guys working at schools? We don't. The TikTok wasn't taken. Like, none of our handles are taken. Wait, who misspelled it? Oh, him. Evans High Drew. School. Drew. Come on, y'all. <laughs> that had nothing to do with Evans and all things to do with I didn't know how to spell principal. <laughs> well, but uh, the the educators. Name, it ends up paying okay. off because all of our domains are just, I can just walk up and take them. True. Because true. who the hell would name their band Estimated Principles? An awful name. I don't know. I kind of like it. It starts to grow on you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's memorable in a reverse way where you mm. know you're going to forget it. And you're like, what was that one band? Their name was really long. Estimated something. It's like Twizzlers. To, right. It's then, not something you crave, but you can't stop eating them. Exactly. For some reason. It's Cherry Wax. The right. Twizzlers of band. You end up going oh, yeah. back and you're like, man, what was that one band? They sucked, but their name was really long and weird. Estimated Principles. Hey, that's a really cool album artwork. Click. And then there we are. Boom. <laughs> it it turns into a baby. ringing it's in your head. <laughs> so I do want to ask one question unless David has a question to follow up. Um, we do Augusta's favorite uh, bracket on Instagram and um, where it's people nominate to get these, the top eight nominated restaurants. And this time we did bands and estimated principles was uh, voted a lot. Oh yeah. 
to be nominated. It was nominated enough to get into the eighth seed. And I believe y'all at one point had to go against Pure Indigo, which is a band we know very well in the area because, in all honesty, it's our age. Well, they've been on the show. And they've been on the show, and we've been to a couple of their concerts, and we kept seeing Estimated Principles. Y'all are the first band to force a, well, Pure Indigo and Estimated Principles was the first voting that went made it go into a revote, and I mentioned that earlier. Um I'm curious, we we have a idea of why that happened, but how did you, how did you, uh, who was voting for y'all? I mean, like, was I don't it, know. were y'all telling a bunch of people in summer school? There's a lot of kids in high, high school, buddy. That's it. Snapchat hey, I'll goes tell y'all, I don't care. We got like 50 new followers after that, so yeah. That, yeah. I don't even care. And that was lost. when we, we lost. <laughs> that was when we first started, though. Yeah, that, that was, was like was within really the first. That's, and that's why I was confused. Yeah, yeah. we hadn't we hadn't heard of you guys. Mm-hmm. We're like, wow, these guys must be really good. No, we were we were so excited about that. I think Shroom Service introduced us to it. Shroom okay. Service, and we yeah. were like, they were like, you guys got to get on it. And we were like, if we can make it up there, more people will see our name. That'd be dope. And so we just pushed it and pushed it. And our 18 followers thought it was great. I mean, and, and that's the point of the bracket. You yeah. don't do anything wrong there. That's yeah. pretty cool. That is awesome. Very cool. Well, now we know. Now we know. Now I vote on all your yeah, wing. Wanna, y'all actually vote. lost by one vote. Bruh. One yeah, we screenshotted it, right? Yep. We posted it. I have everything. See, transparency, everybody yep. at home. For the record, mm. open invite to a rematch. We <laughs> probably will do another one in a year or two. Because obviously band the band landscape changes a lot and mm-hmm. it's already changed since we did that one. Right. So keep looking because we we likely will do that again. Right. Um, y'all just yeah, won't, you know you, y'all gotta if. still be here. By then now. y'all won't have your high schoolers to help you out. It'll yeah. be the real world. <laughs> real could be better tough. could be worse. Yeah. So um, <laughs> worse. <laughs> worse. Way worse. Much worse. <laughs> so um, when this album though, uh, this EP, when did when did uh, this come out? This year, so like a month ago, June fifteenth. I didn't know that. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't think Y'all need a group text. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think we do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a, you, you, it was yeah. about a six month process. What now? Did no. y'all record that in Augusta? Did that y'all? was at um what is Pulse. It? Yeah, Pulse. Yeah, the, but yeah. we recorded okay. the whole thing. I think in what two weeks? It was two. It was. Well, we recorded almost all of it in two days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was. I then, put on my drum tracks in seven hours. Wow. The bass actually took the longest because I I still don't know how to play. (laughs) I was watching him in the studio and he's trying to lay down the bass tracks and he looks like he was on the verge of like quitting the band. it was rough. He was (laughs) frustrated. I'd stare at him playing his bass tracks. Jeff was so mad the whole time. <laughs> Jeff was so mad that Drew couldn't play a single bass line. I was all about the way to through. hire someone. <laughs> I was about to. I was like, Drew, can I just? Can you just teach me and I'll do it right now? <laughs> it I was, was, I was on the verge. I'm a live bassist. What can I yeah. say? <laughs> but like the whole recording, it like it was early January, and then we had one more session that we had to go back, and I think really early February. Okay, but there was only what like three or four actual days of being in the studio. Yeah, I think we got the whole thing recorded in like 30 or 35 hours. Yeah. Most of the extra days were Cody. Yeah, there was a lot of Cody going to do vocals and stuff. That makes sense. You got to layer those and produce those and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Cody still didn't know how to sing yeah, yet. Cody, also that, I guess. Yeah. You know. We were on the same page. And and it <laughs> was a lot. a lot pages behind everyone else. But it is pretty crazy that y'all were like, 
a, a very young band, like not you guys as people, the band itself was very young at the time. Immature in the fact that you guys didn't fully know how to play all of your instruments and sing, and you're still writing music. Not all of you, Oe. Obviously, some of you are very talented. And uh, I was pointing at the two of you. It's true. But in, in the in the fact that you know you guys hadn't fully kind of developed the you know the the skills that you would think that you would have before recording music. Yeah. How how was the writing process? How you know. Who who did somebody take the lead? Was it collaborative? Oh, it, it was collaborative. It was half collaborative and half not. It was yeah. Cody's got something important to say. I I want to touch on a song called Blind Man. No, you don't. <laughs> this is this has become the biggest curse of estimated principles I think in history because one of our very first band practices we all came together and they were jamming and I started I pulled out my phone and started taking down some notes and just wait till you wait till you hear it on the CD it is it's such a good song I <laughs> it is it knows really it's a really phenomenal. good song it's a great song it was it was literally it's probably a, the greatest example of how underprepared we were <laughs> no yeah it was it was how, a spur of the moment type yes, thing how unequipped we were yeah but it production is our, it is mm. our baby it is. I got bullied for Blind Man, actually. People would come up to me and say I Blind Man. I still do. No, yeah. Me and Drew would go to the gym, and people we know would come up and say Blind Man and then walk Blind away. Man. Yeah, they'd sing it in our faces, and it was really disheartening. Wow. Yeah, it was, that, a, it was that's, rough. That's... We, we, we choose not to talk about it, actually. I don't know why he brought it up. We were going to just ignore is it. Is it on the EP? It, it is. is. It, it, it made it. Oh, good. Because we wanted Oh, you wrote over the title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we wanted it to be about six songs because we still wanted it to have some length to it. So when we got to the studio, we kind of were just like, ah, we kind of got to have it there just for length. But we really, we really sat down, me and Jeff, because I went through and did a lot of the post-production with Jeff. We really sat down and worked on it to try and make it, Save it listenable at all but a lot of the writing was really collaborative like pretty much every song on there bar vials specifically we all kind of wrote together vials i have to give oe a lot of credit as in she literally wrote the whole song the wow. entire a song. lot of credit like the whole song the whole we went song. in and ruined it for her as in we just cut parts out of it but the majority mm -hmm. of the song was it's all still her. a good song <laughs> You guys didn't ruin it that um, much. And then that I have much. to give a shout out to Amber Rose because Amber Rose is the first song that we ever wrote. As in, Andrew and Ethan wrote it before I was in the band. Oh, wow. And then I came onto it and added my part. And then when Oe came in, she okay. added her keys onto it. And then Cody learned how to sing it approximately a year into the band existing. Love yeah, when, he, we when we played it live, he would just not sing it. It was me and Drew who would sing it live yeah. at the beginning. So they were they were taking over the, uh, the singing part on all the live shows when it came to Amber Rose. Yep. And Ethan refused to let me learn the song and play it. Because it was iconic for me and Drew to sing it. It was very iconic. It's all we had left. It I still couldn't play bass. Keep that in mind. All <laughs> I had was singing. <laughs> <laughs> and and so y'all, you know, y'all have this six song EP. How would you describe? You know, how would you describe the sound? Different, minimalistic. So, vials. I quite <laughs> literally. 
<laughs> well, I can only speak on this song. I yeah. quite literally ripped off a Hum song. Don't tell them that. I don't know if you guys know who Hum is. They you were just told them that. Grunge band in the '90s. They're a great band. Um, they're a fantastic <laughs> band. Okay, I didn't rip it off. It doesn't sound like the song, but the chorus is pretty similar. Um, so just I I was really inspired by their album. It's a really good album. You'd prefer an astronaut. Great album. It is. It's confusing. It is. A yeah. lot it's, a, it's a head trip to listen give us, to. Give us some more. Like uh, So a lot of the riffs, like guitar-wise especially, every song except for Vials and like part of Fernhurst and the intro of Amber Rose, I wrote the riffs to. And it's a lot inspired by like 90s alt-rock and grunge. The issue is when all of the un- other instruments come in and it's not that. And you hear a lot of like... It's it's like if Tool and Rage Against the Machine and Nirvana and for some reason Stevie Ray Vaughan all came together into the studio and made a song. It was like watching a hockey game with only giraffes playing. Yes, it was. It's it's. Why is everybody saying that's exactly right? No, that's it's the entertaining, weird. but you don't know what's going <laughs> like, on. I don't have you my head around. Like, have right you now. ever seen a baboon? <laughs> Just in general. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then have yeah. you ever seen that baboon do a backflip? No, have you no, ever I seen have, that baboon actually be <laughs> Donald Duck? Like, it's confusing. You actually don't know what's going on. But you, it's hard to not watch. Yeah. I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about no, it. Like, I don't know if you could tell. We're all very, I don't know. It, it's like this weird amalgamation baby that just plopped into our laps. And we're all just, like, staring at it. It's oozing around. But it's kind of cute because it's ours. But, like, at the same time, it's like, ugh. Well, Keep that one in the back. So do you all have plans to, like, put out future albums? Oh, Eventually. for sure. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're writing one, an album. Oh currently. yeah. Okay. So here, here's the question. Where have y'all played? Where have y'all played already live? Um, some of the venues. So we've played at Southbound, what, three or four times? The new one, mm-hmm. three or four times. We've played at the Highlander, um, Mod Inc. on Broad Street. We've played in their back lot, probably awesome. the most out of any of the venues that we've played at. And now we're starting to branch into Atlanta, so we've been playing at uh, Furnace Forty One, which is like a, like a it's a venue for musicians made by musicians. It's a really cool place, and we're playing at a like Smith's Old Bar. So we're trying to get out of here and branch out into a because like most of the people in the range of people who would want to hear estimated principles already know who estimated principles is. So there's not much land for us to conquer anymore here. So it's about broadening our horizons and getting to other people. So you guys want to. It sounds like you guys want to tour eventually. Oh, yes. we want to take it all away. No, yeah. Because the the advantage we have, and I think we're all very aware of this, is that we are so young, and we've gotten a start on this so early. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even 20 yet. People get to this point in, like, their mid-20s, and then they start touring towards their 30s. But if we can hop on that bandwagon early and be touring by the time we're 23, 24 – we'll be in a better position yeah. to mm-hmm. do this for longer, especially now while we, we don't have a lot of the responsibilities of being adults. We can make a lot more time for this kind of stuff and really capitalize on it early. You can learn how to play bass I, well, and how to sing. I'm Theoretically. Theoretically. I'm partially convinced I play bass better than Drew. <laughs> I'm partially. convinced everybody does sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, it's, just, it's an interesting place to be in, especially with, <laughs> with playing in Augusta. Guy. It's... It's kind of difficult because there, I don't know if you know this, are zero legitimate all-ages venues in this city. Correct. <clears throat> There's not one. Their Gransky's Records is trying. Yeah. They're getting a, they're getting a foothold on it now because mm-hmm. they've got some shows lined up. But Yeah, that's an exciting venue. <clears throat> it is. Um, 
a little salty they didn't ask us to play. I'll have to send him an angry email. He asked yeah. my dad to play. <laughs> he didn't ask me. <laughs> Maybe he figured you were packaged too. But yeah. The uh, Dime Museum. Yeah, and the Dime Museum, but that's that's less of music. It's a music venue on the side. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you have to rent yeah. it out, and it costs a lot of it's a lot of money stuff. You got to make the money work to do that. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So all ages venues are really, we can't play like. There's not a ton of. Yeah, yeah we can't play sure. Soul Bar. We're not really supposed to play Highlander. We're not really supposed to play Southbound either. They mm -hmm. just let us play there under the table, I guess. Because like, they like We us. play outside, so it's not a huge deal. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> we play under the table. Not under the table. Like, they advertise no, us, I but understand. it's like, it's not, it's not great. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. they, they prefer over people right. of age to play there because then they can bring people of age that can right. also drink and then make money. Right. You can't bring your friends. Our audience no, yeah. is all yeah. like 14 to 18, 19. Right. But they really like us. Like they ask us to come back. Yeah. A good bit. We bring crowds. No, like yeah. we filled Southbound up plenty of times, but it's just, we can't make them a ton of money. Right. It's hard for you to, bring so it's hard people. to incentivize them to want us back. Sure. Right. So a lot of our shows and our best shows have been played just in parking lots. We just bring all our PA stuff out there and just jam out. And I mean, we've pulled like 200 some people into those parking lots. I mean, it's, it, it's a shame. I find it personally horrifying that there's not one rich guy in this city that sees how much money he can make off an all age venue yeah. for a small loan of a million dollars. I would it do happen. it in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> yeah, we oh. did. We did get asked to play arts and heart. Very cool. Very cool. We yeah. are playing the what day, what time, what stage, the community Saturday. stage, like the the big one, uh, at six fifty. What day? On Saturday, the main okay. day. Okay. You awesome. know, we're playing the community stage on Saturday. Yeah. Really? As a podcast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what time? Uh, like two o'clock, three o'clock, something like I'll that. We're there. opening for you guys. Yeah. Can we have a mosh pit? <laughs> Can we mosh to the Drop the Disc podcast? <laughs> what? Yeah. Jeez. That goes We will be there. So look out for that. We'll be there. We'll see you guys there. That's awesome. For sure. Yeah. No, that's a really good opportunity for us. Yeah. I'm awesome. I'm very happy we, we landed that because we've been trying to get in front of like an audience like that for yeah. a long time. And you talk about all ages. I mean, that's... That's like 20,000 people. That's about as all ages as you can that's get. That's pretty, yeah, that's as yeah. as you can get. No, so I mean, it's definitely, it's a bit intimidating for us because we're going for from sure. playing to like 50 people at a time to like, I don't know, probably a thousand, maybe a couple more. <laughs> so it's right. a little intimidating, but I think by September we should have it down. That's awesome. exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. So Drew, I'm, wait, Drew has something to say. I'm not intimidated. <laughs> that's it. I can't play bass whether we're doing it or not. You know, he so. looks good doing it. Yeah. I mean, he I'm looks like he's jumping the circles. Uh, and, you know, we play my, a backing uh, track behind him. The guy I hired to sit behind the curtain will be doing a good job. Yeah, and we'll be having a good time. He's not plugged in ever. So if you actually come to a show, you'll see. Just play the EP in the background and yeah. <laughs> only the bass part. That'd be awful. All right, so I'm gonna close this out so we can flip this room and get some music in here. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. So we're drop the disc podcast. We're here dropping the disc from that term disgusta that we've heard maybe all of y'all's life. Yeah. I heard it all my life. Um, and so we like to ask each guest on this show. This final question, if someone were to talk negatively to you about Augusta or dis Augusta, what would your response be to them? So we're going to start with you. The drop the disc question is presented by Trainer Gray. Here at Trainer Gray Media, we are a full-service, award-winning marketing agency specializing in video production based right here in Augusta. We have experience at both the local and national level, partnering with businesses to bring their message to the forefront. Whether you need video, graphic design, digital or traditional advertising, web work, or creative services, we exist to help you tell your story. I would honestly, Augusta is not a bad city. I understand why a lot of people 
mostly my age say it because as somebody who has lived here my whole life, there's not a lot to do when you're Especially when you're up. younger. Yeah, yeah, like there's not, it. like they said, no all-age venues. I mean, there's bars, but, you know, you're underage. You can't really get into any of those places. But, like, it's once you get involved with the community because it's not something that you can, like, appreciate at face value. You have to be involved in the community to really understand like what Augusta can bring for you. Awesome. Yeah. I, I want to echo a similar thing. Augusta, while it doesn't have a lot of things for us to do at our age, the people here are willing to let us make things to do. It's, it's more of a, you have to go get the fun, but there is fun to get <laughs> there. Cause like, the example is that modding parking lot. Like, I've we we do merch to those people, and I was right. talking to them about. Yeah, that. we love them. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just plant a parking lot. We there. also do merch through them. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> They're great people. Yeah. And I, we were talking to them about planting their parking lot. And they were just they were so supportive of it, and they left the door unlocked for us to get power through them. Wow. And they always, you know, it's just like people will look out for you here. It's a it, it's definitely a home. It's a family. It's a it's a. It's a nice place. You're entitled to your opinion, and you're also entitled to be wrong. Mm. And you are, is what I would say. Something yeah. along those lines. Probably not that sassy, but... <laughs> no, I liked like it. That. That's all roundabout. I'm really excited for you, Drew. <laughs> That's good news, because I've been preparing. <clears throat> now, being, a, being a, a fella who grew up here in... In, uh, in Rock City? In Rock City, Augusta... <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, it it was all fun through elementary school. And then in middle school, you kind of realize, ah, well, I can't drive yet. And there's no playground. What am I, what am I to do? And so then you, uh, you, you, I don't know, you do football or something. And then you get into a, you don't have a car. You can't get to Lady A. And so then uh, high school comes Wait, around. Are you saying there wasn't a playground in your backyard? Uh, <laughs> Basically. No. Rough family. No, I had a dog. <laughs> Rough just life in Roxy. We just, yeah, Bo, shout to the homie. I don't even he know was, what to make of this. He was great. Um, and then, so you get to high school, and, you know, you're like, oh, high school. And then uh, all of a sudden, life hits you, you know? And uh, Augusta, like they said, there's a lot to do in Augusta, but when you are young, you know, we got Dave and Busters now. <laughs> By God. So if you're young and rich, you can have a blast. <laughs> I was... I was honestly hyped when Guitar Center came. I'd go and hang out there for like four hours a day. There's yes. a lot of cool like, people that work there and they go there too. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. run into musicians there all the time. Tom Reed. I, I actually ran into, uh, was John Kruger last time I was there? Yeah. Wow. The guitarist out. from uh, Def Leppard goes there. That's his Guitar Center. Phil Collins. No kidding. Yep. Because I, I, I used to work there. That's pretty his, cool. Um, he all of his. I have his personal telephone number because it's in our system. <laughs> um, I have his signature. I you know like just there because it's just all over the back. Because every time he comes in, every new employee's like, oh, yeah, 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 thing. But yeah, I think I just think it was funny that I have his address and his That's personal crazy. phone number. So he better not cross me. You think he could play bass? Phil Collins. He's who we Colin, hire. Colleen's. He's behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> You're just the pretty face. Yeah, I'm. I'm well. the Sid Vicious of this band. You know. Oh, we. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's switch y'all out real quick. Personally, I would just take them to an estimated principal show. Mm. Because I think local music is about if you're under the age of 21, that's about as fun as it's going to get here. Besides, I mean, I love food. So like walking down Broad Street, trying out all the food. 
I went to the New Mellow today. Yeah. It was delicious. I actually ran into someone who knew who I was. I mean, she was friends with one of my friends, but she knew who I was. She remembered the band name. A little surprised about that one. Um, but yeah, no, I would just, I'd just yeah. take them to a local show, even if it's not us. Right. I would just take them there because I feel like that is the most fun you can have in Augusta. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, my thoughts on it, I, I really think Augusta needs a whole lot more live music. Um, previously, I didn't personally like Augusta too much whenever I was younger. Uh, I don't really have any explaining behind that. It's 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 more so the school I went to. Well, just so y'all know, nobody at, at, in high school nobody likes the city you live in. Exactly, you're not alone. At Evans you're not high alone. School, we're in high school. Yeah, like, Evans LA. High School. <laughs> you're not. Hey, you can't afford anything in LA. Yeah, <laughs> Evans High School specifically. Everybody, that's just how it goes. Dumps right, at school. Um. But yeah, now that I'm older and I I pay taxes, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I play living cheap. I play music. I think I I like this town a lot more now. All right, we'll be right back with some live music by Estimated Principles. Don't go anywhere. We've got some great music coming up. These guys have some awesome originals. But first, we want to talk to you about Augusta Rocks Fest. You may have heard us talk in previous podcasts about our Augusta Rock music series. You may have even come out to a show, but we have never done a show like we'll be doing on October 8th of this year. We are bringing in a larger lineup, a longer event. It's going to be family friendly with food trucks and tons of other things going on. We've got VIP and general admission. And the coolest thing is tickets start at absolutely free. If you want to check this out, we would love to have you. It'll be right outside Second City Distillery where the market is on October 8th from 4 to 10 p.m. And there will be a cool market bazaar going on on 10th Street right before that. So go ahead and stop by there and then come on by to Augusta Rocks. Help us raise money for the Salvation Army Center of Hope. We're Estimated Principles and this is our original song, Degrade. So to 
never go under Only in death do we find each other Steer away from one another But I'll never leave your side, my brother I know, I know where you're headed I'm just glad you said goodbye I'd offer to be your guide But I know some roads we must all fall behind Did I go insane? It's not possible that we all feel the same Did I go insane? It's not possible that we all feel the same One soul to another will never go under We're Estimated Principles, and this is our original called Scarlet Skies. Mm. 
from his castle is doomed to fall to the ground. Rise to the top, we were apostle. Cherish all the pleasures abound. But be wary of the dame who's watching. Seductive mistress chains of iron. She binds a kind but falls it and cuts him up for the lions. I'm a liar The lady laughed You shouldn't have tried Unholy demons At the altar 